oceans of kindness wave after wave mercy arriving again and again your love will find us you're never far away battles behind us battles ahead got you up for us what stands against we have this promise you're never far away we've seen your faithfulness in the darkest night we've seen your goodness god favor on our lives everywhere we go your grace is on our side your grace is on our side for us what stands against we have this promise you're never far away we've seen your faithfulness in the darkest night we've seen your goodness God favor on our lives everywhere we go your grace is on our side your grace is on our Whatever comes our way, God be lifted high, your love will never fail. We will testify everywhere we go, your grace is on our side. Your grace is on our side. From glory to glory in Jesus' name, from morning to dancing we go in Jesus name from glory to glory Jesus name from morning to dancing Jesus name from battle to blessing we go in Jesus name we've seen your faithfulness darkest night we've seen your goodness God favor on our lives everywhere we go your grace is on our side your grace is on our side whatever comes our way God be lifted high your love will never fail we will testify everywhere we go your grace is on our side your grace is on our side well good morning everybody hey it's good to see you all this morning oh you guys, you guys doing well? Yeah, some of you are doing well? Okay, great, great. Hey, stand up a minute. We're gonna just greet the people around us. I'm curious what y'all are doing 4th of July weekend. Share that with your neighbor. If you got plans 4th of July weekend, which is this upcoming weekend, 
Well, hey, again, welcome to Watershed. We're so glad to see you this morning. We really believe in the power of gathering as a community of believers. It's so important for us to come together and have community with others who are like us and think like us and, and, and can encourage us uh, towards the Lord. And so today, as we just lift up some praises to our King, uh, we just encourage you, invite you to sing along with us and to be able to worship him this morning. It's so good to be encouraged and be in his word. Uh, these are times when we gather, when we can be strengthened in our, in our spirit to be able to live the Christian life. And so we just invite you to sing along with us. We're going to lift up some praises to his name this morning. Jesus, overall. 
say you are And you'll do what you say you'll do You'll be who you've always been to us, Jesus. Our hope is in you alone, and our strength in your mighty name. Our peace in the darkest day remains Jesus we sing together this we know this we know we will see the enemy run this we know we will see the victory come we hold on to every promise you ever made Through the wilderness Our joy In the heaviness Our way When it seems there is no way Jesus This we know This we know We will see the
Well, good morning. I'm uh, Pastor Aaron, campus pastor here at Watershed, and today we are blessed uh, to be able to celebrate a baptism of little Avery Beth. Hi, sweetie. In camp. Oh, yeah, and, and you smiled for me. Hey, Trap, we're going to baptize your sister. Is that pretty cool? Yeah. <laughs> Baptism, uh, we believe in our tradition uh, as Christians, is about God's promises for us. As much as we make commitments throughout our life to God, uh, we are pretty imperfect in those commitments. Amen? Right? We, we make mistakes. Uh, we get tripped up. We sometimes fall flat on our faces. <laughs> sometimes we unintentionally do things we never would have thought of. That's why baptism isn't solely dependent upon us, because if it was upon us, it really wouldn't be an assurance, would it? It wouldn't be a solid foundation. That's why baptism is based on God's promises, not only to us, but to our children and our children's children's for generation to generation. This morning, I have a box, and we don't talk about this often here, but uh, at Watershed, we give a box to families, uh, and especially to children, because this morning, Avery is more concerned about who's holding her, right, Bree? <laughs> She's more concerned about getting a little wet than she is even knowing what these promises are. And our prayer is that one day, when Avery is old enough, and, and she, she gets to hear through Alex and Bree, through her family, you got a lot of families sitting around right now. Through the church family, when she learns of these promises, that one day she'll open this box and she'll read what has been true for her her whole life. That God loved her long before she ever knew it. So if you didn't know, when we hand these boxes out, that's what's in these boxes. It's the promises that are said over her uh, today. So, Ben Campins, I want to invite you up and let's talk for a moment about what baptism is. Hey, Jeff. Hey, sweetie. Hi. You look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and you're smiling too. <laughs> so, the first promise that we think of in baptism is that Jesus forgives us, right? That as water washes over us and cleanses us from the dirt in our lives. Jesus' blood has cleansed her, has cleansed us, yeah, from our sins. Yep. And the next thing, see, you have an amazing family, Avery, but another promise that God gives us is you and I are part of the same family. We are adopted as God's children. So this, all these people around here looking at you, yeah, they're part of your family too. Not by your blood, but by Jesus' blood. And then another promise that God has for Avery and for us is his presence, the Holy Spirit. And he sends his presence every day to renew you and cleanse you and give you life. And you don't know that yet, but he's already with you. And then finally, God promises he promises that he's going to bring you back to himself one day. And that's a hope we have. In baptism, we use water. Like I said, as water washes us, 
We also need water to refresh us, don't we? To drink, to take into us, to sustain us. And we remember what Jesus says, that he is the living water. And then our part of baptism is this, that Christ calls us to a new new obedience each and every day. And that obedience is simply to love and trust him and to forsake all the evil in this world. So Alex and Bree, I've got a question for you. Do you promise to instruct Avery Beth in the truth of God's word, in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ? Do you promise to pray for her, to teach her to pray, and to train her in Christ's way by your example through worship and the nurture of the church? If you can say so, please say, we do, God helping us. And now, oh, you're going to try to suck on my <laughs> finger, aren't you? <laughs> Here, I'll come down a little bit. Yeah, otherwise you're looking into the sky. And then hear these words. For you, Avery, for you, little one, Jesus Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he entered the darkness and the horror of Gethsemane and Calvary. And for you, he uttered, it is finished. For you, he rose from the dead. He ascended to, the, to heaven. And there, he works on your behalf. He intercedes for you. Yes. <laughs> you want to feel the whiskers? Oh, you want to grab my glasses, don't you? <laughs> and all of this was done before you ever knew it. And so the truth of the scripture is we love because, yeah, because Jesus first loved you. Okay, sweetie? So Avery Beth from Campus, I baptize you in the name of the Father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, in the name of the Son. Good job. And in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen, sweetie. Good job. Now I'm going to ask you as a community to stand. I also have questions because as a family, we make commitments as well. And so as a family of Hardawike, as Watershed, a family of this beautiful family, the Vincampans, I ask you this. Do you promise to love, encourage, and to support these brothers and sisters by teaching the gospel of God's love, by being an example of the Christian faith and character, and by giving your strong support of God's family in fellowship, prayer, and service? If you can say so, please say, we do, God helping us. And I'm going to invite the family to come forward. We're going to lay hands on. If you'll stay standing as we lay hands on them, if you are comfortable, if you'll lift your hands towards us as well as we pray a blessing over them. Let's pray together. God, you are our life. You are our hope. You have created us. You have loved us. Lord, and we think about little Avery today, and we just thank you. We thank you for the beautiful young girl she is today. We thank you for the hope and the promise of what she will, who she will be in you. And we thank you, ultimately, God, that you love her no matter what. 
And so, God, we pray for Alex and Bree. We pray that you would bless them and guide them, Lord, as they've been raising Travis, they've been raising Avery, Lord. We pray that you would give them wisdom and guidance, that you'll give them the strength necessary to lead. Lord, when they make mistakes and fail, we pray for your forgiveness and your, your ability to lift them and restore them. Lord, when Avery fails, may she rely on your grace and your mercy. And Lord, may your life just abound and overflow in this beautiful family's life. Lord, and may the truth we heard in Avery's baptism this morning, may we be reminded of that same truth for each and every one of us. Lord, for you loved the world, and that's why you gave your son. And so thank you. We praise you, we honor you, and we commit them to you in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. All right, let's welcome little Avery. And you may be seated. And as they're being seated, if children through third grade want to come meet over by the door. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for everybody who made it to church safely. Help them to have a great day and help everybody who's going into, uh, help everybody who's going to children's ministry now to um, have fun and worship you and help us all to have a great rest of our day. Amen. All right. Well, I've got a few announcements for us before we head any further into the message. Uh, the first is Aaliyah. Can you put your hand up? So if you've seen Aaliyah Visser, um, let's, let's welcome Aaliyah. And let's make sure we fully embarrass her. No. <laughs> Um, you've seen Aaliyah up here over the last few weeks. She's been playing, rocking the bass guitar this morning, singing, played bass a couple weeks back. Um, but Aaliyah is joining us as our intern here for worship. And uh, so we're blessed that you have decided to join us and share your talents. Um, one cool connection is you and Drew had the opportunity to spend just about a year together uh, at their previous church. So it's cool to see um, that teamwork, that ministry carry over here at Watershed. And so thank you. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Another little fun connection there is uh, you see Becky Visser running around. Becky is stepping into Lori's position. They're transitioning this summer. But um, Becky is also Aaliyah's mom. And Aaliyah is Becky's daughter. So um, beyond that, we won't call out the rest of your family. But <laughs> um, I do have another announcement, though, for us is it, for women's ministry. If you were planning on the event later on this week, that got moved to August 4. So um, there was a women's ministry event that was going to be taking place, I believe, on Thursday. Uh, but that's moving to August 4. 
And then um, on Tuesday night, we're starting a conversations around reclaim. Reclaim, uh, simply put, in watershed terms, we're talking about the freedom, friendship, and rest found in the finished work of Jesus. Uh, we're having some back patio conversation at Katie Klosterman's house. It may shift to ours when we're fully moved in. Trust me, my back is a little sore. I'm not fully moved in. <laughs> but uh, Tuesday night at 6.30, we're going to be spending about an hour, hour 15 minutes or so, just having a series of conversations. That's at 6.30. If you are interested, though, just do me a favor. Uh, shoot me an email, Aaron at hardawike.com, or uh, you can text me and give me a call. Uh, but you're more than welcome to join us on the back patio outside, enjoying some conversation and life together. And then uh, finally, next weekend, uh, we have the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, Avery, you just can't get enough now. <laughs> Um, but uh, we're going to be having a just single combined service out on the lawn uh, next week, Sunday, July 3, at 10 o'clock. Um, I think there might be some icy pops for sale for the Ireland mission trip, um, but uh, bring some chairs, come enjoy. Hopefully we have beautiful weather. Um, if it is raining, we will move over into the red brick, into the great room, so um, if you're not familiar with our campus, just look over at the, the other church building <laughs> and uh, look for that big, nice glass entryway and head in there. So that's enough for some announcements this morning. Um, before we dive into God's word, let's uh, just pray one more time. Lord, we ask uh, this morning that you would focus our hearts and our minds. Lord, I know I need that. Lord, every time... Uh, You've, in, you've asked me to stand up and, and, and talk about your word. Lord, I can't do this without you. But the reality is it's all of us in this together. We can't hear what you have to say without you. So Holy Spirit, prepare our hearts and our minds. Lord, if there's some stuff that's just kind of in the way this morning, I pray that you would either give that a calm and a rest, or maybe just help us to put it over to the side for a moment and so that we can hear you. Or Lord, as we're just wrestling with those voices, help us to hear that still small voice of what you have to say to us. God, because this isn't about me, it's not about each of us individually, it's about what you're trying to accomplish that you've already started in Jesus. It's your kingdom. So Lord, speak to us. Help me to speak clearly and help us to hear clearly so that we can be transformed and changed, Lord, into the people that you have created us to be. God, we pray these things, these truths, this reality. Lord, we need you. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus and all God's children said, amen. So we're continuing in our uh, summer series, Everyday Wisdom. We're diving into the book of Proverbs. Occasionally we'll touch in Ecclesiastes and Job. This is what we call wisdom literature in the Old Testament. But last week, uh, where we are in this series, we've been talking about wisdom, and we started talking about how we get wisdom. And, and I brought up the fact that we need to have, if we're going to acquire wisdom, we need to have a paradox mindset. And as you can see up here, 
Uh, this comes from the BYU School of Business. So we watched a little video last week. We won't you know, make you have to endure a three-minute video again. But uh, it, it talked about the fact that great strategists, and not just great strategists, if ultimately if we want wisdom, we have to take on a both-and mentality. Why? Because one side of wisdom is we got to go get it. In order to get wisdom, in order to understand what God has for us, we have to put all of our effort and our energy into that pursuit. Right? That was what we talked about last week. But this week, what we're talking about, the other side of a paradox, and a paradox are two things that seemingly seem to be at odds. But they're not at odds if we take a both-and mentality. So we pursue only what God can give. You see how that can seemingly at face value seem to be at odds? So we have to go, we got to put all of our effort into getting something only God can give. Huh. Well, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. I want to dive back in um, to, to Proverbs 2. And before we even get to Proverbs 2, uh, Philippians 2, I think, sums up a lot of what we're talking about today. Paul, follower of Jesus, writes this in Philippians 2. Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Right? Put your energy into it. Put your effort into it. But then here's the other side. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Right? Paul grabs onto this both and mentality that we see in Proverbs 2. Proverbs 2, starting again in verse 1. We read this passage last week, but we're diving into the last half today. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for, under, cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure... Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He's a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just. And he protects the way of his faithful ones. See, then you'll understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. This is God's word for us this morning. Thanks be to God. So this morning, what I want to ask you is this. What is something in your life? So last, last week I asked you to get a little involved. I'm going to ask you to do the same today. I'm going to ask you to shout out a couple words. Um, so we're getting, getting used to this group participation thing, right? I get tired of being the only one talking. So <laughs> what is something that you've worked at really hard only to find out in the end you could only receive? Right? No matter all the energy and effort you put into it, you get there and you find out I'm still dependent on someone else to give it to me, right? What's the picture? You can run after the bus all you want if the bus driver don't stop. You ain't getting in. <laughs> I think about, um, for example, 
selling a house, right? We're, we've, we now have possession of our new house. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! We got it this week. Praise Jesus. Now we're moving. <laughs> eh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but we, when we sold our house, right, we put all kinds of energy and effort into trying to make it look nice. I'm sitting there. I am a little anal retentive. I will admit to that. I've got my little can of paint. I'm touching up walls. And by the way, when you're 6'8", you see a lot of places too in spaces others don't see. So there's just that much more material to cover. Right? You're making sure blinds work. You're making sure the sprinkler system works. You're putting all kinds of energy and effort into making sure this house will sell. Am I in control, though, over whether or not the house sells? No. I mean, I can certainly make a price that is way astronomical and make sure that somebody doesn't want to buy it. I can also sell it on the cheap, and then I could lose out. But at the end of the day, I was dependent on the family who decided to buy the house to be willing to give me the money that, for whatever reason, this market says it's worth. Right? I was dependent upon them. A different example. As a pastor, I'm ordained. Right, to be ordained, I worked at going to seminary. I, I put dimes and degrees into being ordained. <laughs> lots of effort, lots of energy, lots of years. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because my ordination, I'm not able to be ordained unless a church calls me. Unless others see in me a giftedness to serve as a pastor. And ultimately, I'm not ordained unless God says, you know what, son, I want you, I've called you to this specific purpose. Right, so there's two examples for you this morning. What's something you've pursued, put a bunch of energy into, only to find out that you've received? Now it's time for the awkward silence. What have you pursued only to find out that you've simply received? Shout it out. Okay, what, who, what other people think of you. Nice. What else? Income. All right. You work at it, but you're still dependent for somebody to write that check. <laughs> Manage the, say that again? School grades. Okay. Yeah, you can work hard and not always meet what the, the teacher requires. Absolutely. Anything else? And I won't make it go too long. But I think you get the point. Right? That's the reality with wisdom this morning. We can pursue, we can work at, but what our text reminds us of this morning is only God can give it. So I want to go back to what is, again, wisdom. What's its goal? Right? Proverbs reminds us, Proverbs 2 reminds us of this, that the goal of wisdom, the goal of the pursuit, is to understand what is right, just, and fair. To understand every good path. We've been talking throughout this series that one of the, one of the ways we can understand God's wisdom, one of the ways we can understand even Proverbs, is set in the story of life. That there was a creation and God created and ordered life the way it was supposed to be. However, there became a fall. Sin entered the world. It messed things up. It confused things. It tripped us up. 
right? And that's oftentimes when we think about what is right, just, and fair, what is every good path, that those paths get distorted and twisted because of sin, because of selfishness, because of our own pursuits, because of people's just inability to think, as we've talked about throughout this series, inability to to stop and process, or inability to acknowledge God. But we know that God's story is always working towards still what is right, just, and fair. Every good path. That's redemption. Christ has come to bring new life, not to just leave life the way it was. Why? Because one day, we will be where we were intended to be. Right? In an ordered life. But see, that's the thing. If we're going to know, we're going to receive wisdom, we have to understand then what the source of that wisdom is. And so often, I mean, in life, right, we see people pursuing wisdom, and there's wisdom all over social media. There's wisdom all over the news. There's wisdom all over conversations with friends, right? It's wisdom, right? We can search for it in books. We can, there's all kinds of ways. But here's the thing, as we've talked about throughout this series Man, if we don't understand where wisdom ultimately comes from, its true source, we're going to be misguided. Our pursuits will be misplaced. We're reminded today of what this father says to his son. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord. Right? We've said, if you get God right, you're going to begin to understand wisdom. It says you'll find the knowledge of God for what? The Lord gives wisdom. From the mouth, his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. Job, whose life just fell apart, right? He lived the Proverbs kind of life. If you do this, then, right? He lived into all the probabilities that that Proverbs say. Remember, Proverbs are probabilities, not promises. And Job, he did all the right things, and it seemed to all go wrong. But even Job could acknowledge that to God belong wisdom and power, counsel, and understanding are his. Right? If we want to know wisdom, it begins and ends with the God who created the world and the God who is restoring it to the way it's meant to be. And then we understand that it's God who gives it, right? So what is our posture? How do we receive, right? We pursue, but we pursue only to receive. I want to take us to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I brought this verse up a few weeks ago, and it's kind of, to me, the penultimate couple verses for Proverbs. So if you want to understand the book of Proverbs, these couple verses, I think, help set the whole context for what Proverbs is communicating. First, in verse 5, it says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Right, so if we're going to go to God, if God is the source, our first posture, our first step is to trust God. That word means to put our hope, we, we sang, I have set my heart on you earlier this morning, right? That's what it means to trust. It means to rely. It means to put our confidence in him and not in ourselves. The next line we hear this, and lean not on our own understanding. To lean is to mean, what, what, what does that mean? It means to find our support 
or not find our support. It's to depend or not depend. And what does it say? Don't depend simply on yourself. By the way, the gift of God is to, the, to, to us is this. We don't have to lean on ourselves. We heard that in baptism this morning. Right? Avery's baptism. Our baptisms aren't reliant upon ourselves. Right? They're not reliant upon what we do, what we accomplish. If they were, man, our life would be very feeble. We would have no assurance. We'd have no peace. But he says, lean not on your own understanding. Don't just depend on what you know. Don't just lean on what you can conjure up. No, lean on me. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. In the next line we hear this, in all your ways, submit to him. To submit means to, to know, to notice, to acknowledge Right To know God in all of our ways, to, to really, when I say acknowledge God, it's to be in conversation with God regularly about the decisions we have to make in life. Right, It's to be in conversation with God as, as we're getting ready. Hey, Lord, help me. Hey, Lord, Lord as I'm getting out of bed today, I'm going to need your strength to, to deal with my coworkers. <laughs> uh, Lord, today I'm going to need your strength just to just to go about hanging out and spending time with my friends. Lord, today I'm going to need your strength to move some boxes. <laughs> but it's to keep God in the conversation. That's our part. That's the pursuit. And then what does it say? Right? What's wisdom's promise? And he will make your paths straight. That God's promise to us is he will direct us. He will guide us. You know that sometimes when God doesn't say anything, sometimes he's giving you permission for a multitude of choices. <gasps> Whoa. Wait a second. You mean I could, but I don't like, how many of you don't like having multiple choices? Right? <laughs> Even if all of them are good, right? No, just give me one. And God goes, eh, you got three. You're good. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. and he goes, that's what I'm trying to develop in you. Let go. <laughs> right? Trust me. It's okay. Sometimes God will be very specific for us and go, yeah, this is the way I want you to go. This, and, and you're going to hear it in friends, and you'll hear it as you're reading the scripture. You'll hear it in the still small voice. But the beauty is God's promise is he will guide and direct us. Our posture, our pursuit to receive is simply to trust, to keep acknowledging him, to keep leaning on him, right? To, to keep looking for his guidance. And he says, I will. I want to bring you back to chapter 2. These are more of wisdom's promises. He holds success in store for the upright. We've got to be careful about that word success. In the Hebrew, that actually means sound wisdom. The word there isn't actually health, wealth, health, riches. The word for success right there actually means sound wisdom. That he holds wisdom in store for those who are upright. So in store for those who pursue him. If you want wisdom, God is generous and will give it. He's a shield to those whose walk are blameless. He's our protection. He guards the course of the just. 
means he keeps us, he watches us, he preserves us along the way. And he protects the way of his faithful ones. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to always be, per- like, are, are, are always going to be perfect, right? Jesus reminds us of that. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Because he gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding, that guards our hearts and our minds in him. Right? Because when we're in right relationship with him, we truly find peace with ourselves. Right? The world might say, no, go find yourself. And God says, no, come find me. And by the way, I've already found you. Goes on to say, he protects the faithful ones, and then he says, then you'll understand what is right, just, fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart. What do we say at Avery's baptism this morning? She has the Holy Spirit with her. What's the truth for every one of us? God's Holy Spirit, his very presence, his power, his living peace dwells within you. You wouldn't be able to breathe today if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. God's presence within you. Wisdom is within you. God is there speaking, trying to give you a different way. One that leads you into life. Goes on to say, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. How many of you have ever found that when you just find out like the truth, the, the right thing, it, it's just sort of like you can go, oh, yeah. Or even when you've made that decision, I know, sorry folks for, you know, who hate the multiple, multiple decisions, multiple options, but even when you made that decision and you get the, oh, right, there's a relief. There's a sense of it's okay. Right, that's a gift that God gives as we walk with him. And finally, in verse 11, discretion, another word for that prudence, will protect you. Right, oftentimes we won't get ourselves into trouble if we're walking with wisdom. Amen? How many of you would have avoided a lot of really bad decisions if you were wise? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? And understanding will guard you. Right? We can pursue, but our pursuit is something that is as simple as this, to continue to fear the Lord, to trust in Him, to lean not on our own understanding, in all of our ways, submit to Him, acknowledge Him, and He will make our path straight. Jesus reminds us, really, of this truth of pursuing to receive by using this word abide in John 15. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Brothers, sisters, if we want wisdom, one side of the paradox, we got to put all of our energy into the pursuit. And the other side of the paradox is this. We're going to pursue only something we can receive from God. So what do we do? We keep pursuing God. And God's promise is he will give that life, that truth, that wisdom to us. We know it because Jesus came. We know it because when Jesus left, he gave us his spirit. We know it because God continues to run after us time and time again. Let's pray.
God, thank you for pursuing us. Thank you for being a giver of good things. Thank you for promising to give us wisdom. Lord, this morning so often too, I think we, we at least I do, I, I think about am I pursuing you enough? But Lord, that's not even really the question this morning. That's not what we're talking about. Because how do we determine enough? All you're looking for is our hearts turn to you. All you're looking for is we, we turn from where we were towards you. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes, Lord, it might just be uh, the effort put in this morning to be here, to worship you. Sometimes it might be the effort to, to crap, crack open uh, uh, the Bible or our, our devotional. Lord, to hear you. Sometimes it might just be listening to a trusted follower of you. But Lord, the reality is you're the giver of all good things. If we draw near to you, you draw near to us. So Lord, grant to us your wisdom. Help us to continue to trust in you, to lean not on our own understanding. Lord, to submit to you, to acknowledge you in all of our ways. And then to hold on to the truth that you will make our path straight. Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your amazing grace in Christ Jesus. And thank you for the gift of your presence, your spirit, always with us. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We invite you to stand with us as we sing this song of response this morning. You know, we... We look to, to Christ, who is the one that we receive these things from. And so this is an opportunity for us to say, God, we submit to you. God, we lean into you. God, we trust you. And, and God, we're expected and waiting for you. So we just invite you to sing this one along with us. Move. 
what, who are you waiting for? Who are you pursuing? All around us are voices that are ready to give us something. But it's God who gives us life. And it's God who can keep that promise to give us life. So go knowing that 